Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, this is Lloyd Spence, and football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Man, you can clean up the betonline.ag. Did y'all hear about that dude that was streaking in the Super Bowl? Streaked and paid the fine of $1,000, won 374000 Come on, y'all. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine, just like streaking in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But don't go streaking. It's not worth it. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. It's always fun to have interesting people on, but I'll be honest, we don't normally have on people who whip your teams. (laughs) That's not usually how this works. But to be fair, um, She's a wonderful person, so she deserves to be on. I have to say that. I have to say that. So uh, we have the honor of having the interim head coach. I want to say that. Interim head coach of the Florida State women's basketball team. Coach, no, don't do that, Charlie. What are you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> coach Brooke Wickham. Am I saying Wickham? Am I saying that Wyckoff. right? Wyckoff. I knew I was going to mess it up. I All knew right. it. I was like, Oh, it's going to be Wyckoff, but I'm going to say Wickham. Okay. okay. Coach Wyckoff is with us here tonight. And she's already one of my favorite people. So I'm going to start off the interview in a way that I think she will appreciate. Uh, I don't want to talk basketball first. I don't even want to talk moms in coaching yet. I want to know how is Avery doing? Oh. That's the real question. That's the real mystery of this interview. <laughs> That's such a great question. I love talking about Avery, and I haven't gotten asked about her really too much lately. So she is doing great. She's living her best seven-year-old first-grade life. And wow. Yeah, we we started basketball, like official basketball, on a team two week two weeks ago. Oh wow! So how's that going? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what you're saying is you will not be leaving Florida State to coach seven-year-old basketball. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Like, I, you know, it's it's more about what I'm going through in terms of a finally parent, you know, a parent instead of the coach. And oh, yeah. I'm a lot of things, and I'm having to do, you know, I'm having to, to grow as a person here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you think it matches levels of patience. Exactly. You now have a seven-year-old playing basketball, and you you get a chance to see it differently. See it so differently, and you know I have to fight every urge to jump out there and do it the way I would do it, or coach them the way. You know, and it's it's so good for me. 
Uh, but very, very difficult. I'm on my phone half the time, like telling, calling people, like, please, like, I need, I need your prayers. I need to talk to you. I can't, I can't do this. And it's only been two weeks, you know. <laughs> How, how tempted are you to go down from the stands and go, Coach? I, I can I can help you just. I mean, I can give you a couple. Of, very, <laughs> very scarily tempted, like like this close, like <laughs> you myself, it's not worth it. it. Doesn't matter. This is seven year olds, like an hour on a Saturday, like it's not make or break. But woo, we it's a good thing I have my mask on too. That's the other. Thing. Oh my god. <laughs> They can't see, you know, I mean, and it's nothing against the people that are doing it. It's just, right, right. I'm, I'm a college basketball coach and woo, I just, you know, <laughs> I have my opinions, but it's, it's been really good for me to, to see it from the other side. We're going to have to have you back just to get updates on AP's <laughs> basketball career from time to time throughout the rest of the season. I hope we make it. I hope there's something to talk about because it might not, it might not, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to hang out with us tonight. Charlie Ward is here. Kendrick Askin is here as well. Uh, Kendrick actually covers the University of Louisville and University of Kentucky. So he's having a really interesting year uh, himself as he's going back and forth with those uh, teams and all of the craziness that's going. You start the season off in in maybe the weirdest way I may have ever heard. Um <laughs> In the middle of a pandemic, and then your coach comes to the office, the head coach comes to the office and says, Brooklyn, let's sit down. I have something I need to talk to you about. <laughs> and then you leave the office, the new interim head coach. So <laughs> what was that moment like to take the keys from a legend? How was how did that what was that moment like? Well, it was it was a period of moments, you know, it was a conversation over many months, just as because the reason Coach Sue stepped away is obviously to be with her. Her mother, who was battling cancer, who, by the way, is doing really, really well, um, wow. thankfully, yes. So, but um, you know, as as we un we found out about the diagnosis and what that was going to entail, and then COVID hit, and uh, we started to understand what that would look like, you know, for our season and just all the restrictions. So those two things together, it slowly became clear that Coach Soon wasn't going to be able to do both. She wasn't going to be able to support her mom and coach the team. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, when we finally came to the decision, I had had a lot of time to, to think about it and talk through it, thankfully. And it, I was honored. You know, I, I hated the circumstance. Obviously, I wish it, was, it had been different, but I was just honored that Coach Sue entrusted me, um, believed in me. And that everybody else did too, the players and the administration, the staff were all on board. So I said, okay, let's go. Let's let's see what happens. Has, has this guy helped you at all? Where am I going here? Down here? Okay. Has this guy helped you at all with anything? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he fancies himself a coach. So I was wondering. <laughs> He's a great coach. He's a great coach. Unfortunately, we haven't seen each other much this basketball season. It's been, but we do talk basketball from time to time. But Charlie and, and Tanja, his wife, are great friends and to, to both myself and Sue. And so they've been super supportive. I know they're praying for us. Uh, and and so that's been awesome to have their support. There's a lot of us and we when Charlie talks about you, you all and 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And any, no, anything Seminole is a lot of us and we. Heck yeah. There's, <laughs> There's no security at all. Let me just tell you. <laughs> when it comes to Charlie Wood. Go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead, Charlie. No, I'm just curious to know, um, you know, you're very fiery, uh, especially when you're assistant. Um, you, you're animated. You're loud. You're, um, you're all of the things that most coaches are. Uh, what have you had to do uh, going from the assistant seat uh, to being the head coach? Uh, what has that change been like? Because being an assistant is a little different than being the head coach, as you probably figured out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, just kind of talk, talk, uh, talk to us about how you've had to change maybe something or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's. It's very different in terms of I was a fiery assistant and I could get fired up and it didn't matter really, you know, Coach Sue would hear me and the girls would hear me, but I wasn't the final say. I wasn't the one having the most impact. Um, and so as the head coach, you know, sometimes I've had to get even more fired up when called for, but also really, really, you know, be self-aware and, and understanding the moment of, just flying off the handle, you know, my words now as the head coach have way more of an impact. And, um, and so being, being that final say, and Sue was great at that. I mean, she would listen to all of my fiery complaints and you should do it this way. We need to do that. And we, but then she had to be the one that really, you know, understood, okay, we, yes, we do need to push them. No, it's not the right time. Uh, and so I've definitely felt that, uh, you know, but uh, but on both sides of it, where I've really had to, even when I'm not really feeling like it or I don't want to, I've had to go really hard at the girls um, and, and try to get something out of them, get a response. And then other times when I've really, really wanted to go at them, I've had to pull back uh, just knowing that, yeah, with this title now, um, still the same me, but with this title, it, it means something different when you speak. Who has become your brook? <laughs> Joy McCorvey. Joy. <laughs> she has been amazing. And she is so much better as an assistant than I was. Just so much more even keeled and restrained. And <laughs> man, she's awesome. She has been a rock for me. How different was that when you walk you walk in one day and you're an assistant coach just walking into the office and the next day you know you are sliding down that chair. I mean and it's, and obviously, it's what you wanted to do. It's a dream come true. So what what were the emotions that day? It was, I mean, a little bit of, of, of nervousness. and uh, But again, like immediately, everybody just expressed how much they, they were on board with it, how much they supported me, how they were going to you know help me through this. And I really did want to tell them as well, and I'm talking about the staff and the players, like, hey, we're in this together. We're doing this. We're coming together to support Coach Sue and to carry on in her absence and to not let the standard fall while she's gone. This is us in it together. Um, even though I'm the leader, I'm, we're, you know, it's not, I'm not, you know, it's not just me, my thing, it's our thing. And so um, knowing that and then hearing people's support, I, I relaxed a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's on a daily basis. I have to really be the one that's leading the direction of where we're going, you know, feeling like understanding, okay, where are we? 
Are we okay? Do what do we need to change? How do we need to change it? And everybody's looking at me like, yeah, how are we going to do that? What, what do you got? You know, and it's like, this is what we're going to do, guys, and and adjust from there. So that's been a great personal challenge, but requires a lot of, uh, you know, just self reflection and and self awareness, like we're talking about, just kind of when to pull back and when I got to push. Yeah. Under normal circumstances, all you have to do is figure out uh, the changes that are taking place from year to year. You're losing, you know, like 60% of your scoring. So you say, okay, well, who are going to be my new scorer? Who's going to be my go-to? And you're just kind of figuring that out. That's not what you're doing this year. You're not getting <laughs> quite the experience, a crazy experience, especially for someone in the first run. So how do you manage all of the regular adjustments in addition to, oh, by the way, you're in a pandemic? Yeah, sorry. I'm in a hotel, so the oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Listen, you're right. doing this interview. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, it, it honestly, it was, it was. Hang on, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't answer the phone right now. I'm sorry. Okay, thanks. I'm so sorry, guys. They were gonna keep calling back. Um, we're at Notre Dame. We play Notre Dame tomorrow. Right. Um. But the the pandemic happening, and even before Sue left, kind of prepared us because pretty quickly in the spring and, and throughout the summer, we had to realize like, hey, nothing is promised tomorrow. We don't know when we're gonna play basketball again, if we're gonna be allowed to play. Um, and so we got in the mindset as a program, as a team, we're taking this one day at a time, one day at a time, and, and that's all we got. And so going into this head coaching position, that has helped me just not get overwhelmed by everything. It's like, wow, COVID's happening. Nobody knows what the heck to do. We None of us know how to handle this. I'm in the same boat with everybody else, um, you know, and so just take it one day at a time. And and that is, that's been a blessing, honestly, in disguise with all the just ups and downs of COVID. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, John. Yeah. I I was just sitting here looking at the um, your record. Uh, you're eight and six uh, in the ACC, nine and six overall. Um, kind of, I'm sure that's kind of where you may be envisioned the team, especially mm -hmm. with all the new additions and uh, young ladies that were coming back. Uh, who has been uh, probably some of the biggest surprises? Uh, you know about Jones. Know about Weber, know about Myers, uh, some of the ones that played a lot last year and contributed. Who are some of the um, other players that have stepped up this year uh, to get you to where you are today? Yeah, well, first of all, Sammy Puisis, uh, she's a starting for us. She's a sophomore, and she played. Uh, she she played minutes last year, but. Um, she was just pretty much our, our shooter. You know, yeah. she's a great three-point shooter. But what she did in the offseason was work really, really hard on her game in things in the areas that it was hard to work on. But she, she focused on becoming a better defender. Uh, she focused on just being in great shape, getting stronger, um, being able to handle the ball a little bit better So she because she really wanted – she wanted to make a, a bigger impact this year than she did last year. She wanted a starting spot. And with her defense um, at the four spot, which isn't her natural position, but just her ability to defend different size players and then her rebounding 
has really, really helped us um, and is why she's on the floor plus her shooting. And so she's made a big jump this year. And the other one is Tiana England, who is a grad transfer. And she just got health, well, just was cleared medically um, to play a couple weeks ago. And man, she's made she an immediate impact. She is a true point guard. We've been missing that this year. Um, and so just having her be able to come in and, and slowly but surely gain some minutes and get comfortable with the team has been very nice. It's it's hard to build what you're trying to build and get a new philosophy in when you're having to take breaks like we've had to take this year. Talk about what your strategies have been to build like team camaraderie and, and togetherness and that sense of family that you need to make a run in the ACC. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, that's the thing that usually we've played 12 to 13 non-conference games right. before we get into ACC play. And we played one <laughs> and it was against Florida. You know, it was, it was a big game. And right. so that time to figure out who you are as a team, to get your rhythm, to work on things. You know, you go into the season so excited. I mean, Charlie knows like, oh, we're going to run this and we're going to be this way on defense because we've talked about it. We said these are our values. We're going to be this. And then you get to the games, it's like, that ain't working. That's not who we are. <laughs> you know, like, that's not who we are. So to have to figure the, all of that out throughout the ACC play, plus having to stop, we had one, you know, pause for COVID man, it is tough. And so as a coach, I'm just wanting us to be so much further along. And those are the times where I had to take a step back and, and be like, wait a second, you know, we're still in the growing process. Um, and the biggest part of it through it all is just making sure that the players are together. It's all of those, you know, non-basketball things. We love all the X and and all the tweaks. It's all the culture stuff. It's all the connection. It's all the the grit and you know why are we doing this and we're doing how are we doing it together? That we've been thankfully for you know with Zoom and and just being able to stay connected when we can't play, that's been big. Um, but man, we're still growing every game and it's like wow, we're really figuring out who we are and it's the end of the season. Yeah, you know, it's it's nuts. Because one of the things I've noticed about your squad is. Not only do you have a lot of size, you have good size, size that, like you said, that I mean, they're they're dynamic. They can do more than one thing. They can get out and they can guard smaller players. And, and that's one of the things that stood out about your squad to me. Yeah, we do. We have we've got two really big, uh, you know, centers. They're six four ish, six three, six four. Great size around the rim that helps, you know, protecting. With River Baldwin and Valencia Myers, are great rim protectors. They're great threats around the basket, and we do have big guards um, for the most part that have great length. Morgan Jones has great length. Courtney Weber has, is strong. Bianca Jackson. They're just they're bigger guards that, like you said, can defend uh, pretty well and are athletic and mobile. So we do like that. Uh, we do like that a lot. You need that, and because. Nowadays, I mean, basketball in general, but definitely in our game in the ACC, you see players that are playing all positions, you know, any size. There's just so much versatility in the game. Uh, that's what we try to recruit our versatile players. Morgan really took over that game against Louisville, especially oh. down the stretch. I mean, just, oh. just – I mean, she. I mean, she just has. Seems like she just has that gamer mentality. Like, okay, it's game on, especially when it's coming down the stretch. 
Man, she does. She made her first basket of the game and it was like a, you know, she came off a stagger screen, curled and drove and man, I'm like, okay, this is a good sign. Like she, when she does get that mentality of I'm attacking, no one can stop me. Uh, it's just so nice to have that confidence. And then, she, yeah, she gets to the free throw line, knocks down free throws. She's grown so much just in her maturity and her ability to, to, to do those types of things, take the team on her back and, and just go make plays. And it, it, she's fun to watch. Well, since we're talking about Louisville, let's stay there for a second. How important is a win like that, especially at this time of the season? Yeah, it's huge. I, it's, you know, we went into that game with really nothing to lose. I mean, Louisville is an amazing program. Uh, we had lost to them at their place. And so it was a good chance to kind of see what we're made of. We're coming off of a loss, to, you know, to Georgia Tech. And so it would have been easy for our kids to be like, well, meh, we're not going to win anyway. And they're good. And we've already, you know, all of those things that they could have just but they didn't. Uh, for me, that was a great sign of, of who we are. Uh, I know that we have that in us, but it's hard to respond in a, in a situation like that. But they took they took full advantage of the opportunity and and really, I mean, just put good a good four quarters together to, to hang on to win that game. Does it mean more when you win by defense and, and it's not primarily an offensive game? Because that's I, I, speaking as an older, as a defensive-minded guy, that's where I hung my hat on, I'd love to be the team when we could overwhelm them. Yes. Uh, that just means that, that to me, because you know your defense is going to travel. Offense sometimes, eh, you know, but, but defense always travels. So that is that the sign you were looking for? It was a good sign. Obviously, I would have loved to see those shooting percentages be a little higher, you know. <laughs> but luckily, like you said, our defense, you know, that Louisville shot just as – just the, I won't say as poorly. I mean, that neither of us shot. Oh, you said Right. So you do – that's the thing we love to stress is that, as we all know, basketball people, it's like you can control your defense. That's really what sets a tone for a game. I believe that. You know, the offense is fun and we want to see shots go in. But, yes, the way we won that game, I was I was really, really proud because Louisville has so many scoring threats. I mean, you can't really gimmick anything defensively. You've got to just be solid because you take away one thing and try to gimmick it here, they've got other threats scoring threats so that was big for us we we did not play well defensively against them at their place so uh to see us do it that way at home was a, a huge growth moment um this i'm just curious maybe you can help us out with um your team i know we're coming down the stretch here uh what are you looking for uh your team being consistent Play really, really well at home. And on the road, it's kind of a, you know, up and down type deal. Uh, what are you kind of looking for or asking them to do uh, so they can finish strong here these last few uh, games? Yeah, I, it's, it is. It's just finding that or learning how to draw upon like being solid and what we're doing on the court. I think, you know, it's, it's when you're at home, you let the emotion drive you, you know, and we're lucky at Florida state. We're fortunate. We have fans in the stands. There's good energy in the arena. 
Um, there are fans who slept in our own bed. You know, so we, we've got the ability within us, but I think we, we sometimes, I mean, it's easy to allow those things to drive you towards success and push you a little bit more. On the road, none of that stuff is there. You've got to rely on what you bring, what the four other players on the floor bring in, and that's it. And it's got to be solid. You know, and, and we've got to be ready to get excited about our success during a possession, like really drawing upon that instead of, you know, waiting for the, the outside influence to, like, get us motivated. And I think and we're a young kind of inexperienced team in that regard where when it's tough, when the other team is is good, we're at their place and it's a grind, it's a war you got to take on that role like Morgan Jones, Courtney Weber, Valencia Myers, Bianca Jackson. Like they've never been in this spot before where it's like, it's on them to go do it when it's hard. It's not going well. You're tired. There's no energy in the gym. Can you go do it? And so I'm, that's what I'm asking them to understand. And it starts in practice, you know, when you're not feeling like practicing, can you guys find that in you to be really good and solid even when it's not fun and exciting? Uh, so we're learning that I we're learning that we'll see how we respond tomorrow. We're on the road, you know, at Notre Dame and, and it's going to be another big challenge in that regard. All right. I want to step away from, from, uh, all this basketball talk, or at least, <laughs> at least Florida state basketball talk. Okay. Huh? 28-17 right now. Charlie. Okay. I'm just asking. <laughs> But I do want to talk about Brooke for just a second because one of the things that's fascinating to me about you is is how you how where you are of the moment that you're in. And you right now you are currently an interim head coach who is also a mom. And so that something in you triggered and said, "Man, this is kind of challenging because I got to give all my attention to this." But I also have to give all my attention to this beautiful young lady here. And so this is a challenge. And so for you to think about creating something that connects the two, that's pretty amazing to me. So talk about moms and coaching for just a second and what it is and how it came to pass and all that good stuff. Well, thank you for asking about it. I do. I just I love talking about moms and coaching. And it really was something that came uh, just naturally, organically, when I when I knew I was about to have a child, and I was you know entrenched in this job, and and knew you know I'd been in as a, working as an assistant for about three years, uh, I was like, oh boy, you know this is not easy or going to be easy. I don't think you know like how I'm never home. I'm tired all the time, and it's just work. How am I going to do this with a child? So. Um, when I when I was out on the road recruiting in July, we there's tons of college coaches out. We go to these tournaments, and I was showing it. You know, you could see that I was pregnant. So literally, these women started coming out of the woodwork to congratulate me. Other coaches, and I'm going, wait a second, you have kids? How you have three? You have how many kids? Wow, uh, you know, there's so many. And as a as a you know, just a non-parent, someone that doesn't have children, you just, it's not on your radar yet. You know, right. it's not on your radar to, to really seek those people out or even know that they exist. So as I saw, like, the amount of women that were out there and all the great advice they were giving me, how fun it was to connect, how needed it was to connect, 
I thought, man, we've got to all get together in a room and just like talk about this stuff and, and support each other. And anytime I mentioned that idea, these women were like, yes, oh my gosh, we need that. I need that, yeah. please. And that's how it was born. It was really selfish. I, you know, I was like, I need all these women. I need to see everybody. I need to talk. I want us all to get together. Um, and it's grown from there. That was seven years ago. And uh, it's been a really neat experience. That's awesome. I'm going to tell you why it resonated with me. I I went on a bit of a we have another show on the on our little network here, if you will, called yeah. The Five. And I went on a bit of a rant about the WNBA and the challenges that they had to go through. Uh and it didn't it didn't feel like the the level of support uh was there for them to because think about it, these ladies are trying to have their kids here and they're trying to play a whole basketball season, you're like, come on, man. And I'm and I was kind of fussing at the NBA, like, y'all can do better than this. Come on. You these guys got whole barbers in here. Y'all can't get babysitters for, for the time they have with the kids. So to see that that you guys had that support system, I think that's amazing. Uh you played in the WNBA as well. Can you imagine that moment and how needed something like that? And do you see a way to maybe bridge that for them going forward? Yeah. Well, I remember playing and, and these, my teammates that had kids, I mean, it, and the way that they handled it, I mean, some had full-time nannies that would go everywhere with them, that would go overseas with them. Like someone that just kind of like gave their life to, to, to helping out. Wow. Others would have to leave their child with a grandparent or, you know, while they went overseas or while they were in the WNBA. I mean, Looking back on it, I don't know how they did it, and but it is it's it's being a mom. Uh, you know, you just you figure it out if you want to do something or if you you have a career, you figure it out. It's being a parent too, but yeah. it's it, there. Uh, you know, I I don't want to discount what working dads and coaching dads have to go through. I, I totally it's it's not easy for anybody in any profession, but being a mother, as we all know, especially when a child is younger that you know whether you're you're breastfeeding or, or just that you, you can't really separate the mom and the baby as easily um right. and and so you know just whether we're doing this coaching thing or we're playing it's really really tough right now we have a big issue coming up with this the ncaa bubble um you know we've got to go if you know when you're in the tournament you're in a bubble and each program can only bring 34 people and so oh, total include you know and so if wow. you're an assistant coach having to ask your your boss like hey can i bring my baby and possibly a caretaker you know like oh wow that's a huge ask that um is hard to navigate for moms and and so and and as we know like you could be in the bubble for a couple weeks depending yeah. on how deep your team goes so those are these are the issues that come up for women, especially with young children. Um, Charlie, did you get asked to go to the bubble with the with the kids? What's that? I was asking Charlie, has he been asked no. to go to the bubble no. with the kids at all? <laughs> Is Hope going to the bubble with you? No, no I don't have a bubble. In I, was just, I was just asking. <laughs> I mean, the only bubble we have is stay at home, go to work. <laughs> Uh, you know, stay away from people. Yeah. <laughs> even even in if you're in the grocery store, just 
keep your distance. Make sure nobody don't, don't yeah. sneeze on you or none of that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, um, I forgot what I was going to ask. I'm sorry, Ty. I ruined that. I ruined that question for you. The 34 players that yeah. feel, or 34 people. Let me say that. People. It doesn't yeah. seem like a lot to me. In my head, I was thinking it was going to be like 50. Yeah, it adds up really quickly. You think, you know, you right. think about it. You've got, you can have up to 15 players. Right. And then, you know, you've got coaching staff, trainers, director, right. pops, doctors. I mean, you know, it just, it adds up really, really quickly. Um, and so, again, like if you're a head coach, it's nice in the sense of you can kind of, you know, make those final calls and, and say, hey, I am going to bring, you know, I'm going to bring my child. I'm the head coach. You're kind of the, but if you're an assistant and, and that's a big issue, you know, that we talk about in moms and coaching, who you work for, you can't just take any job with any program. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to make sure that your boss understands and has the same values as you. And, and are you going to be able to manage this? And so these questions come up and it, it's, it's a hard thing for some moms right now. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! And especially, I mean, you mean you get because like my mind goes like, well, who's gonna do like simple stuff like cleaning the uniforms? I mean, because right. now you have something you yeah, have to actually think about. Not right. That's <laughs> one of the thirty-four. You bring an equipment right. person. You bring a manager. You know, like a couple months. Exactly. You got you got graduate assistants. I mean, it really does it does add up quickly. So again, it's it's not like. I mean, we, we are privileged. This is a great job. This is a great job opportunity. But at the same time, you know, it, and it, it's on a national level, just our country. We're the only like first world country that doesn't have paid maternity leave just as a, you know, we have maternity leave. It's not paid. Most countries have that, you know, they have paid paternity leave. Um, so it's, it's, it goes down from there. And so we've got a lot of work to do. And that's one thing that I, I would love for moms and coaching to be able to officially do in the future is, is really use our platform to, to make change, um, you know, at just policy, but, you know, policy, I don't know about national policy, but just helping institutions, helping them navigate and contractually understand like what, what's okay for mothers, like what do we need and how can, how can institutions and athletic departments support women to be a great coach, to not have to be pulled, you know, to, to set them up for success. If they're a good coach, how do you set them up for success by supporting their family life? Um, you just understanding the differences that there are between men and women sometimes in that area. Wow. That's, that's I, my mind is I'm, I'm, I'm counting as you're talking going, that person's got to go. And that person's got to go. If you think about it, you're, you're, you're starting, basically starting at like 20, 23, right off the top. Right yeah. off the top. Yeah. So then you just go from there and you say, well, okay, what are the other, well, 11 people that have to be there? That's, wow. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Man. That's really, yeah. really <laughs> tough. Wow. That's tough. So. Do you think your question yet? I know my question I have now. Okay, good. We've been talking about these, uh, about the tournaments, the, the conference tournaments. And yep. you just mentioned about the NCAA tournament. Uh, what, are we, what are you hearing about the ACC uh, tournament 
And is there going to be some form of a bubble? Uh, are all the teams coming? Mm-hmm. Um, the length of the tournament? Uh, because, as you know, we have a lot of teams in ACC, uh, even though there may have been, I think, I know Duke, you know, opted out. Yeah. Um, but that. there are a lot, lot, lot of teams. And they're normally they start Tuesday mm-hmm. and they end on like Saturday. Yeah. And so what what are you hearing about the ACC tournament uh, in general and how they may try to uh, maybe bring only a, the top six or the top eight or everybody comes and how, how are they navigating that? Yeah, it does. It starts next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, right now, I mean, the plan is to have all the teams. So Virginia and Duke have opted out for the season. So it'll be all the rest of us. Now we'll be staggered coming in because, you know, the top four teams get a double buy. Um, and then it goes from there with, you know, you can get a buy or then some people start on Tuesday. So we'll be staggered coming in. The ACC policy right now, just in general, is that we have to test three times a week. So that we will have tested three times leading up to getting there. Once we get there, we will test immediately upon arrival, and then we will be in somewhat of a bubble. We'll be in our own hotels and um, not being able to really interact with anybody you know, outside of our program or the other team that we're playing. Uh, but they're trying to keep it as normal as possible from what I understand. Uh, they are, there is, has been talk this past week of um, allowing a few more fans in than they originally thought. But again, you know, that's, there's not going to be a lot of fans in there and, and we won't be really able to interact with family or anybody that comes. So uh, that's the plan right now. Um, and just, just really staying isolated and, and testing um, immediately upon arrival. And then um, I'm not sure if we're testing what, like how much we'll test while we're there. Probably again, like if if we're there the whole week, you know, the three times, but it'll be the same days too, you know, like the Tuesday through Saturday or Sunday. I I know you're trying out the standing watch, but currently you guys are a fourth or fifth. I can't remember. Is it, uh, yeah, we're we're I think we're tied. And yeah, yeah. We have a tiebreaker. I think right now with Syracuse, from what I understand. But yeah, we're all kind of right there. So, so, so these next two games are critical for, the, for that double bye. Huge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Cute. <laughs> we got to handle business. Yeah, for sure. If we want to get that double bye, and um, but you know, I mean. I, again, like we were talking earlier, it's just with our approach has to be day to day. Like, are we growing? Are we doing what we need to do on that day? And 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 the chips will fall where they may. Uh, yeah. We'll be ready. You know, we're thankful that we do get an opportunity to, no matter where we end up in the regular season, go into this ACC tournament and, and see what happens there. So hopefully it'll be enough what we do over the next week or two to get us into the NCAA tournament. We'll see. All right. For you personally, I mean, I know, I mean, you focus on the rest of the season and the ACC and the NCAA tournament coming up. But for you personally, how do you view this season? Is this like, you know, a tryout for like a better term, a tryout for you yeah. for, other, for other programs to uh, uh, no, no. show hey, what you can do no. as a head coach? She is a Seminole through and through. Don't be trying to be throwing <laughs> She's that the interim, out there. Charlie. She's the interim. I know, but. 
Kendrick trying to audition her for other programs. That is hey. another audition. She's the interim, Charlie. She, you know, as of right now, she is the interim. Well, I'm just saying, Kendrick throwing it out there like she can come back, Charlie. For, for another program. Like, I understand what he's trying to say. Yeah, he's trying to nip it in the bud. Apparently, she is a Seminole through and through, and she loves being there. She's been there for I don't know how long, but a long time. Long, long time. And she just had a pause. She went to the WNBA and and over overseas for a little bit, and then she came back. I'm just saying, she's a Seminole. Need to come open. I know. Put your cash app up so Brooke can take care of you properly. <laughs> I know, man, Charlie, you're so right though. I am. I it'd be it'll be really difficult to ever have to leave Florida State. I will tell you that. So I, I really am just taking it a day at a time. I mean, I came here with the I came back to Florida State with the intention to help Coach Sue and just to continue on what she has built. Uh, what she did for me as a player, you know, our coach player relationship, her mentorship, her friendship. Uh, and she's continuing to do that to this day with the players we have. And so I wanted to be a part of that because it meant so much to me as a player. And so, yeah, and, and Florida State in general. I mean, it's, it is, it's home, it's family. So uh, I, I have just been so blessed with this tryout. I mean, not many people, A, get a tryout. Right. But B, get to try out with people they know that are like family that, yeah. you know, know me already. Help <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I have been so blessed and it, it really has been a very positive experience for me personally. Uh, and I've just, you know, been trying to do, to, like we said, like do it, keep the standard, do it the right way, do it the way coach Sue would do, do it and, and hold uphold that standard, maintain that standard of, of excellence in every area on the court and off. Do you have a much better understanding of her now? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I, like every, that was the, when I first took the, took, moved over a couple inches, right. like, Oh my gosh, I totally get like everything just like, became clear to me like why she reacts certain way and is you know things she says i just find myself saying the exact same things reacting the exact same way and i'm going oh yeah and i told her i you know i text her and called her and be like i swear i'm so sorry thank you <laughs> thank you for all your patience and your understanding i was Gosh, I was a bad assistant. You know, I was just, <laughs> I, I just felt terrible for that. You know, for a few weeks, I'm like, wow, like I get it now. I, all my, you know, sitting on your high, assistant coaches go through a lot. They have to grind. There's a lot of work involved in that job, but it is really easy to to sit there and judge your head coach and be like, oh, I would do it this way. Why is she saying that? Or why? What's her deal today? You know, and it's like. <laughs> Now I know. Now you understand. Now I know. Coach Brooke like, deal with a Brooke from when she played. Do you have a player that's like Brooke when you play? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I am so thankful that I don't have a player like me. I, I just because I was I was a mess, you know. I mean I, like I was a mess, just I don't know. My coaches had so much patience with me. And and so yeah, I really I love our players and and just 
really respect their strength and resilience, especially in a year like this one. Man, I can't imagine being a college kid right now, athlete, and just like having to deal with all this. I, I couldn't, you know, it, I'm really, really impressed with just their their resilience and their their ability to to bounce back and be like, okay, you know, whoa, game got canceled. Okay, I guess we'll go practice. And, oh, it's a new opponent. Okay, let's go play them. You know, it's it's been amazing to watch them. Oh, we got a watch party going on in addition to all of the other places that you're being seen right now. One of the questions <laughs> somebody asked is, what was the very first thing you did as a head coach? What was the very first thing you did? Oh, my gosh. I, the very first thing was talk to the players. We were on Zoom. And, you know, we told the players and then Coach Sue logged off of the Zoom and it was just me and them. And that was oh like, my goodness. yeah, and it was on Zoom. So you're just, you're trying to read the room. And, and we just literally had told them. <coughs> so then it's like, hi, okay. <laughs> what this? Like, do you like me still? Like, are you, you know. Talk it was about you to the fire. Like, yeah. Hey, was, hey, you know, hey, coaching, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next season. <laughs> you know, and they're all on mute and like, like they're looking at you like, wait, you know, and, and so I was like, okay, guys. But it really was, it was a great opportunity to say, hey, guys, we're all, we're seminal, we're sisters in this seminal thing. I was in your shoes. I am a seminal, you know, I, this is, this is us in this together. Uh, we got to do this for Coach Sue and for ourselves, like for our pride in this program and what we all want to achieve. Like I'm, I'm with you. I want to, I want you guys to succeed just as much as obviously Coach Sue did. And, you know, let's do this together. We're, we're sisters in this whole thing. And, but I am your head coach. I am your coach. We're not, you know, we're not. <laughs> right, right. So that was it. That was, that was really interesting. You know, you're just sitting by yourself on a Zoom and hey, here we go, guys. But it's not going to look like anything any of us have ever experienced. So we'll log off and get back together when we can. I mean, that, that's really, it was, it was an interesting moment. Well, I, I started. Charlie, you got something? You had a question? Yeah, I yeah, wanted to. I wanted her to um, just kind of elaborate a few minutes, um, uh, not too long, but uh, <laughs> on how important um, it has been for you to connect with uh, not just your players, but the outside uh, players uh, for your program. Um, I know Coach Sue normally does. She does a great job when, you know, dealing with the boosters and handling the fans and all the different things. Yeah. Uh, how I know you as an assistant, you do it sometimes mm -hmm. on occasions. Uh, but now um, I know at the beginning of the year, I came and spoke at a watch party you all did for the fans. Um, and it was amazing. It was a fundraising um, uh, deal. Uh, yeah. But it's just a connection. Yes. Um, kind of talk about that importance, the importance of uh, being able to connect with the outside world uh, to get that visibility and support that you need for your basketball program. It's huge. And honestly, when we're talking about filling the shoes of, of Sue Semrau, that area is the most intimidating for me. It's one thing to be able to connect with the players, which is something I was doing as an assistant and had recruited them. But Coach Sue is like, everybody's favorite and so she's a master at connecting with all of those groups you just mentioned charlie 
So it has been uh, something that's been really important, something that I've been learning to do. COVID has limited it, uh, which makes it, you know, a, a different type of challenge as well. But that's that the support of the community, the fans, the boosters. Um, it has been, it is huge. It's, it's everything for us in terms of being able to continue to do what we do. So we've done, we've done creative things like the, the zoom watch party. Um, you know, we, we do, we've done like individual zooms with boosters, like just getting together and having time, spending time that you would normally like go out to dinner or or spend time together, do that over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and just just engaging as much as possible, you know, in any way we can, uh, which has been really, really tough. But Coach Sue's the master at that. She still um, is involved a lot in that way, which I'm really thankful for. She connects with the boosters still. She connects with alumni all the time. Um, and that, that too, that's been something that I've, I've enjoyed too, is all the alumni connection. They, there's, they've been so great reaching out to me throughout the season. So um, yeah, it's, it's Sue Semrau's the mayor of Tallahassee. Like she's the real mayor, you know? And so, but yeah, I can, I can never hope to fill those shoes, but it's definitely an important part of what we do. All right, Brooke, I'm going to test your, your coaching prowess now. Ooh. Because a watch party question just came up. I think I know how you're going to answer it, but we're going to see if we got your coach speak together. So here we go. Here's the question. Who is your ideal team to face in the NCAA championship? Like, if you had to beat this team, you would be ecstatic. Well, let's see how you're going to answer If that. I had to beat this team. If you, had, if you were able to beat this team in the NCAA championships, who would you be just ecstatic to beat? Let's let's see if your coach speak is accurate. Let's go. Oh my gosh! It, yeah, like you want the PC answer? Like I would just be so happy to be in that game and win. Doesn't matter who we play. I just want to be there. Any yeah. I was let just me ask, you let me ask for you, Brooke. Now, now you're off the. You can give us an off the record answer if you like. It's up no, to you. No, I'm gonna answer for Brooke. <laughs> so you tell me. Yeah, I'm gonna answer for Brooke. All right. There are, I, I'm going to say three teams. Mm. All right. Okay. The number one team is UConn. Okay. All right. We got, we, if, if we could we beat UConn, mm. that is like, ooh, I fell in the cap. Yeah. All right. We could, we could we beat UConn. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, the other one is uh, NC State. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I know they're in conference and all that kind of mm -hmm. yada, 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 but they're a very good basketball team. Mm -hmm. Now, Charlie, you realize if she pulls off either of those, she's getting a call at the end of the season. You know that, right? To do what? <laughs> there's no secrets, Charlie. Charlie, there's no secrets She is the Stan Jones. She's the Stan Jones <laughs> of the women's basketball teams. <laughs> Because she she understands and realizes relationships are, are are key, and just taking a job to go somewhere else uh, may not be the best. Not saying that that's that's not going to happen, but sometimes it may not just be the best. Yeah, best situation. Charlie, you are the master. He's awesome. Brag, I got to tell you, I'm just saying, <laughs> he's the I king of it. it. And apparently he's he's good at recruiting too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Charlie Ward says this stuff, you gotta listen. How is that working in 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 this pandemic? Is is that been challenging as well it's with the recruiting? So interesting. We can't we can't travel. We haven't been able to travel since probably the second week of March of last year. So and they've extended that now through May thirty first. So right. So now again, Zoom, our best friend, uh, has been amazing, and we were able to sign three transfers over the summer through Zoom, um, you know, just FaceTime and Zoom and showing them things, you know, over the internet and just keeping in touch. So it, it, it honestly, part of it's been nice in terms of it's, it's given us perspective on all the travel that we do, um, just to show up and watch games where you can't talk to a kid. You know, you can't have any interaction. You're just literally going there to watch them play in person and, wave you know or like hey i'm here i'm wearing my florida state shirt florida state's here we can see them play <laughs> that is to me yeah. the dumbest thing ever it is it is because you we watch them play on live stream so you can still evaluate you can still like technology is amazing you can still evaluate talent you don't have to be there in person and, and right, it's one thing if you're there in person and you can have that contact and that interaction, but usually we don't throughout the season. You, you're not even allowed to talk to the kids, and only like in March you can talk to them. Right. So we're like. What is, what is the Tell me what is the difference if I, can, I can't speak to you in, in January, but I can speak to you in March? That, that's two months. Well, and men's basketball has it. Men's basketball has it figured out a little better. Their whole they have a recruiting period where they can do any of that. Like when a junior, I guess when they're in their junior year, senior year, they can have contact. I believe we're still on the on the recruiting yeah calendar of right. I get March. We can go talk to you at your home. Um, but so other weird. than that. I mean, why I, would they just make that standard across the board? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are speaking on the NCAA like you don't know who the NCAA is. Like, <laughs> no, this is true. It's not, it's not a new organization we've discovered in the last five minutes, Jordan. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep Brooke out of trouble. Even at that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I got one last question that I have for you. Well, not really a question, but a statement. I kind of stalked to one of your your, your your social media pages, and I saw uh, the beautiful Avery getting ready for the Louisville game. And I saw the look in her eyes right before the game. And the first thing I thought to myself is, like, she's going to make a fine basketball player because she looked like she was ready to step on the court in that photo. So I think you don't have a, as much to worry about about her basketball career. She looked like she's ready to go out there and guard she Dana Evans. Like she was ready to go beat Dana up. Immediately, <laughs> if called upon. I hope so. That I that's the thing. It's like I want her to be at that level someday. And if she's not, like I'm like, oh no, no. I I it just it's gonna be a big big growing process for me. The parenting <laughs> and everybody's warned me. They're like, oh, you just wait till your child's out there. You know, like you just wait. It's gonna be so hard. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I know. You know, I've seen a lot of parents, and I, I have my. I think I know how to handle it. You know, I no, it's true. When it's your child <laughs> out there, 
all bets are off. It's like, you don't, you don't know who you are. You've never, you've never coached it. Like you're just, it's all about them. And so. Probably has it easy because Hope doesn't play basketball or football. (laughs) But it's not true. Hope has played all sports at some point in time. Uh, She has competed in all sports. And uh, speaking of football, she is playing flag football currently. (laughs) Is she the quarterback? uh, Well, they had her playing uh, yesterday. Um, I think she was actually on her first day. She's a little bit better than the one they had out there. So wonder why. I don't, I don't know how, how that's going to look. Their first pre, they play a preseason game tomorrow. So Charlie Ward, you listen to me, and you listen to me good. As soon as she scores their first touchdown, you tell her it is mandatory that she hits the Heisman. <laughs> Please tell me she's working on Y'all should be working on that right now. That should be yeah. like practice 101 in the house. Come on, Charlie. Goodness gracious. That is you wearing number 17, Charlie. To advocate for. <laughs> no, you hand the ball to the referee. Oh, Charlie. And celebrate with your teammates. That is what we're practicing. I love it. Come on, Charlie. You know what? I'm just saying. We should just end the show now. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> so this is the same Charlie that came on this podcast this eating podcast. some victory ice cream <laughs> that his wife had made. <laughs> well, this is the same guy that came on just the other day and started the podcast reminding us that we that your team beat Louisville. Oh, thanks, Charlie. Thank you. Hey. I know. Oh, God. Mr. Yes. Mr. Hand the ball to the referee over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's that is that is what I I did. I ain't straight my toes and all that kind of care. Just hand the ball to the referee and celebrate with your teammates. Act like you've been there. Act like you've yeah. Been there. there you go. Yeah, classic. That's what my mom and dad used to tell me. <laughs> bro, you just you don't deal with what we deal with, bro. It is, it is seriously flying in here tonight. <laughs> I want to have it tonight, Brooke, because this is your guy. So I love it. But Kendrick and I know the truth. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. I got to be honest with you. I'm probably gonna be rooting for you the rest of the season. Oh, I, thank I, you. I am so impressed and and just and encouraged by what you're doing. And and despite the the the, the uh, feelings of others, uh, I hope this leads you to the opportunities that you would like to have. Thank you. It <laughs> will, Charlie. The opportunities that she'd like to have is that fair? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. <laughs> yes. That's cool. I Charlie's already decided the opportunities. I'm not trying to take away. I'm not trying to take away any opportunities because I think we all, at some point, those things do come. But I'm just saying, let's not put her out there just yet. I'm with you, Charlie. Don't worry. He <laughs> also still wants the men's team Kosu, to be a secret with four losses. As she said, Kosu <laughs> is great to work for. What'd you say, Kendrick? What'd you say, Kendrick? This is the same man that wants the men's team to be a secret with four losses all season. <laughs> is it even four? <laughs> all season. We want to fly on the radar. Bro! Beat Virginia by 110. (laughs) All right. 
Coach Brooks, we want to give you some motivation okay. for tomorrow night's game. So more highlights, more Charlie Ward highlights, please. I well, I didn't have time to download. Okay, that's okay. But, no, that's <laughs> but, awesome. But I do have, but I do have some some bulletin board material currently in the Charlie Cream bracketology. They have mm. your team as a nine seed. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's definitely that good. That's good. That's my gift to you tonight. Thank you. <laughs> I did not know that. So thank you. We got yeah, we got our work cut out for us. There you go. I love it. I All love right. it. I love but it. You've got two more fans. Thank you, you guys so much. Yes, thank tonight. you. I appreciate it. I'm a huge fan as well. This is so much fun. Thank you. Charlie, Charlie, you tell the final words. Make sure you tell the ladies to defend. Rebound and put the ball in a basket. Got it. Spoken <laughs> like a true legend right there. Yes. It's no real gems right there. We don't care who puts it in, who put it in the basket. We just want to get in the basket. Thank you. And just hand the ball to the ref, right? Hand yeah. them out to the ref. <laughs> hand the ref. Hand the ball I'll tell him. <laughs> Charlie Ward dropping dropping his Greg Popovich. <laughs> thank you guys if you're listening to this podcast you've heard it on spotify uh or it'll be up on spotify tomorrow anywhere you listen to podcasts wherever uh but you can also go to youtube and facebook the noise media makers page and check it out that is kendrick Caston. of course that is the legend even though he won't strike the pose heisman trophy winner charlie ward and that is coach brooke wyckoff and uh, we, we love Avery. So you guys have a, you guys have a great evening. Thank you. You have been listening to believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the believe podcast network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.